0: And that is as real as it can.
1: Welcome to Pursuing Real. I'm Lauren.
0: And I am Cindy.
1: Thank you so much for listening and tuning in to another episode.
0: Hey, they're here for the second.
1: Heck yeah! Something is happening. yeah. Yeah, I love that you're crazy enough to listen to us for more than 30 minutes. That's right. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so today's podcast is going to be interviewing mom, interviewing mm. Cindy. I think people will start to call you mom or mama because I really don't think I'll be able to call you Cindy in this. I've like never done. No, that. please. So it I think just... you're just going to be, you You get to be everyone's mom.
0: Okay. And I'm, I'm down for that. I think you know that Yeah, for sure. So,
1: um, we're both going to have a podcast that's just revolved around one of us interviewing the other and letting you have like a deep dive on who each one of us is. I, I didn't even realize how excited I was to interview you until we just decided that this is how we were going to do our introductions.
0: Well, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm not going to lie.
1: I'm pumped.
0: You know, it's it's, I'm also
1: in the easy seat.
0: Yeah, you are in the easy seat. You won't be next, next time, but I still think like I have 47 years under my belt. Right. Right. So, so every part of me is like, Ooh, okay. But you have like 47 years. I know. And I love it. And I'm telling you right now that I have never been more excited to be alive. I mean it. I am in the best season of my life right now. I I mean that. I I have said that over and over to TJ. I feel like I'm finally breaking free into who I am.
1: I am in like full
0: tears. I got started <laughs> so much earlier than I thought that was. I I seriously am and by proxy of your tears now I am. But oh the truth God. is I'm really... I'm just so excited. But with that comes this history of like a fear. Right. And there's this fear inside of me that like. When
1: things go right, things go wrong. Yeah, of course. That's completely fair. Um, Well, I've never had a version of you that I've liked more the mm. one I'm looking at right now. So that's why it makes me weepy because I just love, I love who you are now. I love looking in your eyes and seeing them brighter than I've ever seen them. Mm. Love that for you. Okay. Well, <laughs> well we're <welcome>. crying.
0: <laughs> Grab a tissue.
1: Welcome to uh, our podcast. This is, this is definitely real. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're just going to do interview style.
0: Okay. Do I'm it. Let's pretend like
1: I don't know you what? and just jump on it. All right. Um, so first tell me, tell the people. Um, What did young Cindy look like? What did young Cindy Lou Who look like?
0: Cindy Lou Who. So young Cindy was this uh, pre five years old. I had this long blonde ponytail hair. So my mom would torture me with a um, fine tooth comb and like no, no more tangle spray. Okay. And I'm not kidding. And it was this burning part of my hair comb uh, with, two big ponytails out either side. And I was rambunctious and hyper and wild. And I was the, I just was, I never sat still. I think the number one thing that I always heard as a little girl was sit still, sit still, Mm -hmm. fold your hands and sit still. And to this day, I do not sit still. But so I was bubbly. Um, Personally, my dad stepped out of our lives when I was about three. And so it became my mom and my sister and I. And it was that trio. My sister is seven years, my senior, her name is Judy. And my mom, um, just, we just became the three of us. So young Cindy spent a ton of time, uh, pl- riding my bike, um, playing outside and also spent a gob of time at my grandparents' house. Um, my, my formidable years were all spent, uh, at Grammy and Papa's, At A lot of
1: my former lawyers were with them too. So I think that's fun that we have that in
0: common. We do. We do. And so they were kind of anchors, uh, as was my mom. And it was just always like the three of us trekking over to see Grammy and Pop Mm -hmm. and be around Grammy and Papa, which then in turn, the second biggest bonus of my childhood was that I grew up with four cousins who were like my brothers. And Those guys are still all of them are anchors in my life today. So I had this crew. We had a bike gang. Mm. No joke.
1: Gangsters.
0: I'm serious. We put like the playing card on our tires of our bike. And we would roll around and cruise around while our moms were working. And we were in a bike gang with my my cousins.
1: And you were in a bike gang with With
0: my with my cousins. And they were my bros. And they today they still are. I love that. I know. Whatever. Okay. There's my childhood. So
1: we've got rambunctious young Cindy. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, what did she want to be when she grew up? What did What did What did that look like? Oh
0: my gosh, I wanted to be a news anchor. Mm. I that was it. I wanted to be a news anchor, uh, and I dreamed of interviewing people and being on oh. TV and sharing the news.
1: So, this is like kind of like you're living out your dream.
0: Ah, like like I guess, only not.
1: sharing our personal news on a
0: podcast. I, I guess. And this is so not, not at all. anything okay. like being a news anchor. And of course, you know, that did not happen. But you have to go to college to be a news anchor. So, Whatever.
1: okay. Well, that's a great little segue. Push us through forward a little bit. Um, I don't know. Do we need to talk about high school? Tell me more about like. Like, late high school, early 20s. what. Let's talk about those years.
0: I just want to talk really quickly. So, to give you an example of, like, from my childhood to high school, high school was, like, this desperation to, like, be Mm attention-seeking. So, I took that kind of hyperactivity. And instead of – I mean, I loved people, and I was the mascot, and I was kind of crazy. But I also, like, did everything I possibly could to seek attention. Mm -hmm. Um.
1: Kind of lived for it. Yeah.
0: And – obviously it backfired on me in a whole bunch of ways. Mm. Um, so, but that's really important because those desperately seeking attention and trying to be the life of the party, literally, um, morphed into my twenties or or like late teens of just still wanting that attention, seeking it from men. Um, that was kind of what I did. And I found myself, um, at age 20 pregnant with uh twins and i got married and i had babies by my 21st birthday wow uh, actually i turned 21 and had them a month and a half later so in fairness to the timeline i was just a baby 21 year old i was pregnant with twins on my 21st birthday
1: i i already knew this but some for some reason hearing the age kind of takes me aback because right I'm 23 and can't even imagine that right now um all right, so twenty-three-year-old Cindy, twenty-one-year-old Cindy finds mm-hmm. herself pregnant, twins, married. Yep. Okay.
0: Moved to Oregon.
1: What were you thinking?
0: So I wasn't. Not, I was not.
1: I didn't mean about getting pregnant. Like, what were you thinking in that moment? Like, I am twenty-one. I am married. I have twins. Like, what was your thoughts?
0: I can just tell you that I remember never once, and this is wild. And I think about it now, and the radical confidence I had. I never once questioned. This was absolutely my destiny was to be a mom. Mm -hmm. I knew it. I knew it when I was pregnant with them. I knew when there was two of them, I could handle it. I don't even know why I had such radical confidence, but I was so excited to have twin babies. Isn't that crazy? you always
1: told me that you always wanted to be a mom. And I thought that was just so cool because, I mean, someday I want to be a mom, but I've never felt like that was my destiny. And every time I talk to you, I just feel like you have this like pure confidence about that being a mission and a role in life for you.
0: It's so curious because a news (laughs) anchor was my professional desire, but there was never a doubt I wanted to be a mom. I mean, I wanted to be a mom. Cool. 100%.
1: Well, you lucked out in that department.
0: Good heavens. You
1: are locked and loaded. Yes, I am. Um okay. So we just kind of learned a little bit about you at that young age just kind of stepping into your life. Um a lot happened from then till now.
0: Ooh, Obviously
1: man. you end up having two more kids. But there's a lot more. Give, give me the give me the big timeline markers that you would highlight from then till now.
0: I found myself a single mom in November of 2005, um, with four kids. And I just remember, um, that instead of turning to Jesus, which I would think I would have liked to have done, like the cliche Mm -hmm. is run to Jesus. That's such a good cliche, but the truth of the matter is in any sort of reality of Cindy's life anyway, I ran to drugs. Mm. So bottom line, I was a single mom. I was doing the very best. I I really tried to, I thought I could do. I remember the theme of our life was writing love notes to one another, uh, to my kids and them writing them to me. But I fell into deep addiction and uh, I kind of spiraled in that for a few years and it was super ugly. And then I remember in April of 2009, just begging my mom to come over and asking her to help me get clean while you guys were gone with your biological dad to help me get clean because I was a drug addict. I remember calling her to say that.
1: And from that weekend on, you've been clean, right?
0: hundred percent. I, I, I remember thinking, I, and here's why, Lauren. I mean, the crux, I knew I needed to get clean there's no doubt about that. But the truth of the matter is that when you came home after being gone for seven days, all four of you kids, you walked in and put both your hands on my face and said, Your joy is back. And all I did was get clean.
1: Mm.
0: And I remember that you guys got dropped off at Grammy and Papa's because I did my last of my detox of sleeping for four days Mm -hmm. at Grammy and Pops. And so when you guys walked in, nothing had changed about me except for the fact that I was totally clean. So, I mean, everything changed, but like you walked in and you saw something in my face that had probably not been there for a long time.
1: I think that is one of the things I'm the most proud of you for. I mean, I've watched you walk through fire a couple times, um, but yes, watching you get clean and seeing that transformation is something that um, I honestly feel privileged to have seen and have known. And I know that sounds kind of funny, mm. um, but I I've seen your fire firsthand and I'm very proud of that.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks.
1: I'm also proud of you for sharing it with the world.
0: Yeah. So I was a drug addict and, uh, Yeah. I, I I was a meth addict. There it is. It's really hard for me to say still. It's okay. Um, Yeah. I, it was never intravenously and I, that is nothing to be proud of by not doing it intravenously. I'm just saying I, I just never opted to go that route. And uh, I remember getting clean and I remember I remember that my mom was the biggest asset in helping me get clean outside of just believing that there, this is something I have to do. And so my confidence, I don't know what it was, but I made a decision I would never use again. I and be i be
1: very interested to see the t- statistics on people going cold Turkey off meth. I don't know after yours, but I don't me. know
0: them specifically to date, but I will tell you right now that I did it. And I'm, and, and anybody in the world That knows me that was in that world versus in this world knows that I did. I totally, I changed our lives. I changed our lives. I moved us. I changed our phone number. I was out. So there's a lot of things that were, that were big. It
1: took a lot of work. I mean, it wasn't you just not doing drugs anymore. You had to completely change your lifestyle, your circle where we lived, all of that. Okay. So that was heavy. I'm really proud of you for saying that. Thank you. And stepping into that, that is intense.
0: I've never publicly stated. I know that. So, um, well, if
1: you change your mind, we can cut it out. No, and why? It, uh,
0: We're pursuing real, right? That's real are. life. I mean, that's, so,
1: I mean, it's it's deep. Um.
0: So, that. Okay. Yeah.
1: Awesome. That's done. Check. Um. So that's 2009. I
0: got super super into raising my kids after that.
1: That's that's cool.
0: I hey. really.
1: Bye, meth. What's good, mom? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I had a really, really, really good season of figuring myself out. We got, we got really plugged in going to church. We would go Sunday nights.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I remember that's when open forum started. It wasn't called open forum, but I created a season of discussion where you guys could come back from your time with your dad and we could open forum and talk about anything. Mm-hmm. And it was a safe space to say whatever you wanted. And there's a whole episode in that, but the bottom line is that's where it was created. I think it was probably created because I wasn't going to therapy. So it was therapy. Right. We
1: were allowed to come home and say whatever we wanted to, however we needed to say it. And it was safe. We weren't going to get in trouble. And then afterwards it was done. Yeah. Um,
0: And I think that is where our friendship was born too.
1: I, I think that's where our friendship really started to like heal and reform and recreate. Um, and that's also a whole nother episode. So, you know, goodness in that. Um, but I want to stick with, I want to stick with introducing you cause there's a million trees we could yeah. be yep, yep. Yep. Um, so you are now clean diving into parenting connected in your church. Um, what happens next?
0: So I actually met your dad. And I call him your dad because, in my mind, he's your dad.
1: And in mine, he's my dad, too. Okay. And that'll, we'll get into my, my side of that story down the road. Yeah.
0: But, but I met your I dad. Think
1: anytime we reference my dad, that's who we're talking about. So
0: his name is Alex. God bless him. And Alex, uh, I met dad, and he absolutely fell in love with me, the woman that I was. And let me tell you, as a mathematics, I had missing teeth. So I, not in the front. I always kept the front ones clean, but boy, did I have like pieces of gum. Do you remember? I had pieces of gum that would like fill the vacancies. And I finally remember getting, yeah. So I had missing teeth, but the bottom line was I met your dad, fell in love. He was, he fell in love with my family. I fell in love with uh, safety of who he was. He was willing to take the lead and I really needed him to and wanted him to. Um, He was, I could tell he would be faithful. He had a really tight knit community. Um and Great group of friends. That's what I mean. He yeah. had a, uh, his community amazing. was this just amazing group of friends and he invited me into that and they lovingly accepted me into that.
1: And all your kids.
0: And all of my kids. I'm sure they were like, "What are you doing?" but they didn't. He wasn't married, had no kids, and he just took on the four of you and me with this passion and vengeance that I just, Oh, I adore him for that. Me too. Yeah. And so we had a beautiful love story. We, we, we dived really deep into working, um, in the church in an intentional parenting role. Um, we had, um, we just had this interesting blended family where it was just like, Here I come from this broken, kind of divorced, drug-addicted life with my four children, whom, by the grace of God, stayed level and steady eddies, and he began to love us well. And so, anyway, um, it just, it just, it was beautiful. His, his, yeah, I love that guy.
1: What year did y'all get married?
0: We got married in uh, 2012, and really our family really blossomed from then on. Mm-hmm. We had this just amazing crew and, um, we, and I just, ah.
1: you let me know when or if you need me to step no. in.
0: Maybe now.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, um, obviously the pod knows that's not who you're married to right now. Yeah. Um, so that beautiful love story had, had a change in direction
0: it had such an abrupt ending sometimes it's hard to talk
1: about that's fair that is absolutely fair
0: yeah um
1: Um, and we don't have to get into no
0: no no i just think it's important like this is about me um i became a widow in Mm -hmm. uh, may of 2018 and um in just like such a tragic way one like really sad day. Um, Alex took his own life, which I think that, and this is, this is just, you know, you just, no one is ever prepared for that, especially with the life that we lived. We had such a joy filled marriage and such a good and solid marriage. And there was no infidelity and there was nothing wrong. There was nothing wrong. So it was just a really bad night that ended in a tragic way. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm very nervous to say that publicly, um, because there's, So many questions that circle around suicide. There has to be a reason. And I think sometimes people just might snap and there might not be a reason. Mm -hmm. And in therapy for for several years now, I've learned that that can happen and is a thing. So it's a very sensitive space for me, but it felt um, very personal. I think the thing that I always try to remind myself of when I talk about dad is that he was my husband, but he was your dad. Mm-hmm. And so there's this this person that is two totally different people, but is the exact same human. Mm-hmm. So for me, it felt like this very personal, like he left me. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that didn't wasn't your feeling, but he, I felt left and lost in, in the midst of a fairy tale. Right. So I had to... Very abrupt. Right. I had to come to terms with that, and I didn't come to terms with it super well I got really lost Mm. for, I would say a good nine months. I was just lost, Mm. um, after he died. And I was lost because I thought my value had to be in being loved Mm. and that I learned quickly. Thank Jesus quickly. Uh, It was not a thing. I'm
1: proud of you for saying all that. Thanks. I know that's not easy. And I think you spoke about it with um, a fairness and a tenderness that speaks to your character.
0: Thank you. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So after losing your husband and having to navigate that space, walk me through your next and what I believe will be your final Mm. love story.
0: Well, in honoring the man that dad was, we a couple of friends of ours, um, created the Alex Gidder Memorial Scholarship. Mm-hmm. And in, in doing that, we decided that we would pick the person that received the scholarship. And so the long and the short of it is we picked this sweet boy that we felt had character, integrity and values. And that was just a really all around good guy. We picked him. We went to their high school, asked if we could give the scholarship, and together with two of my dear friends, we trekked over to the high school where this kid attended that had no clue he was getting the scholarship. And we gave the Alex Gidger Memorial Scholarship to a kid named JJ. And that night,
1: I like know the story and just the way that you just said that, like, whoa, I got waterworks over here.
0: And so that night, um his dad, reached out to me on Facebook Messenger due to a post that was posted about the scholarship with a picture of JJ and Mark and Trav and I. And we um he just basically was like, hey, thank you so much for throwing money at my kid. I'm so grateful and we're so grateful for this. But there's way more to this. We're so grateful that you picked him, but can you tell me a little bit about the man behind the scholarship? Was it your dad? I noticed you guys have the same last name. Was it a brother? And I was able to share that I was Alex's widow. And through that conversation, there was such a purity of desired knowledge of who dad was that it felt so safe to enter a dialogue about Alex Mm -hmm. to TJ, who is JJ's dad. And it was so purely done that there was so much safety in just being able to talk about him. Because his story was so public, it was so nice to talk about him to somebody who didn't know him. Right. What's so weird is that JJ and Ethan had been playing on the same team, but because of the way that the grief was in my story, you know this, we posted up on first and third, kind of away from everyone. Right. And TJ was at a lot of JJ's games. Right. And so was I, and we had like these mutual friends, but it just so turned out that
1: that's how you were supposed to meet.
0: Totally, there's this divine providence that goes into how we were supposed to meet and be and in honoring Dad, the the, the love story unfolded of meeting TJ. And I,
1: that's that's so you ended up marrying this
0: guy. I know we know that. Which I is know. So
1: exciting! It's it's almost like Dad got to help like hand pick I who have he said that with
0: our so many times. Like Al was like, and I tip my cap to this one.
1: And it's just, it's just a sweet, sweet thing. And watching your marriage has been so beautifully fun. So you guys got married literally just on new year's Eve of this last year.
0: Yeah. A total COVID style wedding via zoom, Via Zoom, like some of our very best friends were masked up zoom. Uh, yeah. Like
1: COVID style, but responsible nonetheless. Thank you. Um, Beautiful wedding, amazing pictures. You'll find them on all of our social media and stuff. So that's, that's your love story. A lot of that revolved around that. I want to know more about you. I want to know about what makes Cindy, Cindy. Um, tell me like two personality traits that you think really stick out and define you.
0: I'm super loyal. You are. Facts. Uh, I, I love the fact that I am loyal. I'm not going to go anywhere. If you are my person. hmm that has, I'm loyal. Yeah. Uh, I also have become um, this, and I'm happy about this. I'm not, I'm not bummed about it, but I've become kind of this introverted extrovert. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really good in like 10 or less. Right. I really thrive with like my people and, and I love to entertain and break bread sit around our table right I love deep discussion um we just this is where I thrive and I'm learning that more and more
1: well introverted extrovert right
0: I definitely have realized that I have some social anxiety mm-hmm. and that comes I think there's that's all kind of intertwined in right. the last days of dad's death big social gatherings and I think it just kind of developed within me and I'm good with that I like. I like the fact that, that I feel like my relationships are valued and valuable mm-hmm. to me. Um, I'm really insecure too. I feel like I need to say that okay. I have, I have this fear of criticism and critique and what I feel like inside of me is probably the biggest work I've been doing. Is that i am the best version of me today because i'm blinding out the noise of criticism and critique that fear often tries to bring in and so i've become somewhat of a warrior of myself um i'm very excited about the woman that i am building myself to become i'm very proud of the body that i live in yeah that's like way more than two things that was
1: way that was so you though To just like have these points and know what you wanted to hit on—that was very yeah. That's very you yeah. Um,
0: I know we need to wrap up, but we're
1: we're. I mean, we're getting there. I think what how I thought of just ending this Cindy podcast. I mean, you just gave us a lot in under thirty. I know, dude. That was amazing. There's eighteen
0: podcasts that that are coming out of this.
1: Yes, I mean, there's a (laughs) lot, but that's the point of a podcast, right? Right. Um. So based on your life experiences, I just think maybe. Maybe one, and we'll have a million other chances, one thing that you would tell listeners. Um, maybe it's a piece of advice. Maybe it's a piece of hope. Maybe it's it's just something that you would share at a table, at our table with someone who just met you and just heard all of this. It's yeah, one piece of something you'd want to leave them with.
0: Well, I definitely would lean in because I think leaning in is, is in- get inviting. Mm. And I would lean into you and I would say there is nothing at all that someone else hasn't also had to walk through. And if anything that I've had to walk through, you can relate with, I just want you to know that like, I would lean in and virtually walk with people through. Yeah, you're not alone. Absolutely. There's just nothing in the world that you ever have to deal with alone. There are resources all over the place, but even just this to sit and go, you're not alone. Ever. I love that. Yeah.
1: I'm excited to listen to this back because I feel like that was a beautiful encapsulation of who you are. Mm, and thanks, baby.
0: Thanks. Yeah. I love you so much.
1: Thank you for being so raw and real and open and sharing things that are hard and scary.
0: Absolutely. It's my honor. Truly. This is why this is what it's for. It's pursuing real.
1: I feel like we're gonna end every podcast in tears and be like, I love you. <laughs> I love you so much. Um, okay. Well, you guys tune in for the next week when you get to meet me, care a little bit more about who I am, have mom interview, um, we'll switch roles. That's right. All right. Bye y'all. Okay. Bye.